Liberty Base here. The Eagle has landed. Worldview Truth. This is Randy Osborne with Worldview Truth. And over the course of a few years now, there has been an epidemic of illegal immigration that's come into the United States. And yes, I said illegal immigration. I didn't say undocumented workers. I didn't say undocumented citizens. I said illegal immigration, illegal people coming in the United States, illegal aliens, to make it a little more specific. And the epidemic is at a level that has, is unprecedented. It's never been seen before in the United States. In fact, since the Biden administration, since the Biden administration, there has been 8 million people come in the United States. They're undocumented, illegal um, aliens that have come to the United States, 8 million. According to some studies, that is in excess of about 30 of some of our low population states of illegal immigrants flooding into the United States. And I made a prediction. It was actually on, I believe it was January 10th of 2021. And it was actually in a, in a service. People, um, I got a lot of pushback on this because I was in the pulpit um, in a church service. And this is what I said. And I'm going to go ahead and play that. I'm going to go ahead and go to a video that I said, I'm just going to take a piece of it. There was a big, big portion of this. And it was uh, it, the name of the sermon was a dark, um, a dark time in America. Um, and it was basically right after the election which um, I believe was stolen. Um, and I believe that I have a lot of credibility to say that it was stolen. But I gave a, a message on this. It was a dark situation in America. And in that video, I gave some predictions. And people say, well, that was prophetic. Well, unfortunately, it wasn't prophetic. Um, this is what the Biden administration said that they were going to do when they were running, when he was running. And this is what I said on January 10th. To keep power, this is what this administration has made clear that they would do. I'm not speculating on this. They have said this. And one of the things that happens is when they normally say something they're going to do, they normally do it. They normally do it. First of all, they're going to give Puerto Rico and D.C. statehood. What this will do is it will allow electoral votes to their party. Secondly, they will open the borders while giving free health care and education to illegal immigrants that are coming into the United States, giving additional votes. Now, I said that in January 10th of 2021 in a church service, that I said that they, would, they were going to open the gates to illegal immigration and, and have the, the gates flood open with illegal immigrants into the United States for this very purpose. The purpose is to obtain votes. It's to give power to the Democratic Party that they will, that the Republican Party can never recover from, um, is what I said. And sure enough, this is what's happening. And a lot of people say, well, you know, the southern border, you know, there, there's not that many. There wasn't 8 million people came in the southern border, and that is correct. But there's 8 million illegal immigrants that have come into the United States across all borders um, since 
the Biden administration has been in office. And it is putting our nation at the verge of financial bankruptcy because we cannot handle um, the social services that's this, that's this, that is going on right now. I have with me uh, today, and um, he's, um, he's turned, we, we've, we've known each other, Jack, for a number of years now, and he's really turned out to be an awesome, awesome friend. But Jack Martin, um, he's actually a retired pastor, and he was at the border um, earlier this year. He actually went with a group to the border early this year. And Jack, I want you to kind of give some insight. I have a little bit of video and stuff I might cut back and forth on, um, just not, not for sound, but just for audio or for video, um, some of the experiences that you've had. And I want you to tell us about the experiences that you've had um, when you were at the southern border and what was exactly going on there. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, we went with Paula White's group. Uh, Paula used to be the president's uh, spiritual liaison. <clears throat> when we got down there, we met with all of the team of the people that are there for the border enforcement. And what they shared with us, the one brother shared, he said, 14 agents have already committed suicide. And he said, these are not minor agents. These are top line supervisors who simply have reached the point of utter discouragement they were hired to keep the border safe, and instead they're letting people in. Uh, there was a woman there from Peru who said she'd been trying for years to get into the country legally, uh, and that they have been told that's not going to happen because all border personnel are busy working with illegals. And so the, the following morning, we went literally to the camps where they keep them. And I think forever my view of the NGOs was changed. I, I always left a little room that they were humanitarian and doing good. But, Randy, this was a case where they were getting millions of dollars to rebuild buildings, build new buildings, put in the latest technology. And they were housing these people for three, four weeks at a time and then shipping them all over the country. The day that we actually went to uh, the, set, the center where they bring them in, we watched three buses unload that day. I would say that 70% of the people that came in that day were Chinese, you know, nationals, military age. Uh, I, I saw probably maybe 5% women, 95% males. Wait, all, wait, all. wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me that it's not just a bunch of, of, of women and children and, and families. You're talking about males coming in the, in here. And are they, are they, Military age? I'm just asking. Yep, they're, they're all military age. Uh, I'm sorry the one video didn't play for you because I was able to get some pictures of them just huddled on the floor, hundreds of them. Uh, they're just coming into the building every single day. Uh, and they, they're there in the processing center for about a day. And then they're shifted out to the NGOs. And then they're shifted out all over the country. We have no idea. He, he said they're all given a free cell phone so that they can contact them when the court case comes up. But he then made mention that nobody's ever called on them. So basically, we're giving them free cell phones, paying their bill, and we have no idea where they are. And, and they're just pouring into the United States. They're giving them, and, and where are they busing them to? Are they putting them on buses? Are they just? Well, yeah, they come in all over. Right now, you see what's going on in the one portion. But we were in McCallum, Texas. Uh, and I mean, they basically, we went down to the water where they come in, uh, 
and there was a, a gated area in the water. We asked them, well, why, why the gate? They said so many people drowned that they float in and they get caught in the pumps that run the electrical equipment. So they had to put gates up to leave the dead bodies outside of the pump area. I mean, when we, we were there, they talked about drones, that they have thousands of drones. And they told us, they said, they're watching you. The cartels are watching you right now. They have far more drones than we have. And we don't move that they don't know what we're doing while we're doing it. Wow. Jack, I'm going to play a video that just came out this past weekend of um, Border Patrol. And I want, I want you to tell me your experience with Border Patrol after I play this. Um, but Border Patrol um, was at one location and the, the Texas, the, the state of Texas actually put up razor wire. A couple things they did, they put up um, buoys with razor wire in the middle of the river which the Obama administration, or I'm sorry, the Biden administration, it's hard to say the difference right now. But I the Biden. We're right the first time. But. Yeah, more than likely. I don't think this guy is even, uh, has enough cognitive skills to even know where the southern border is right now. But they cut, the Border Patrol was cutting razor wire and they were just letting them in. And this is not the first time this has happened. I'm going to play two videos here that is um, actually showing where that the Border Patrol agents are cutting. There's, there, there, that's razor wire right there. He's got gloves on. Good for him. And there they come across. Now, I want you to see something real quick. I don't know, Jack, if you can see that. You see the guy with the crutch? You see this guy uh, with the crutch? I'm, this guy with the crutch that's limping in, I want, I, I want you all to see something. Just, just back this thing up just a little bit. I want to back up a little bit. Here's the problem with this young man with a crutch. He's got a crutch and he's limping, okay? Um, as he's coming in across the river that the Border Patrol just cut the razor wire on, okay? If you see this guy in the crutch, this is what I found really, really, I'm going to say funny because I don't know anything else to say. He's got a crutch in one hand, in his right hand, and he's walking across. Now he's favoring his right leg with the crutch. Crutch is in right hand. He's favoring his right leg. Okay, as he moves along, he forgets which leg he's supposed to favor, and now he's favoring his left leg. <laughs> you, you, you can't make this stuff up. I, you can't. It's like, if you're going to play this game, I mean, at least play it so that people uh, will think that you're for real. Um, anyway, on this video, they, um, they were flooding in. Uh, a number of them came in. Um, my question is how they got across that river. There's some boats there. Now, the one that was, um, came out this weekend, <clears throat> this past weekend, I'm getting ready to play that, and I find this one to be very, very interesting. Um, here's another one. <clears throat> again, Border Patrol agents are cutting the wire. Here they are cutting the wire again. And you can see it. Now, this is somebody with a cell phone um, in a car um, is, is what's going on here. So he was actually videoing this with a cell phone. <clears throat> and the Border Patrol agents, are, once again, they cut the wire and they start letting people in. There's the people coming in. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple kids. There's no, there are some kids. There's not many. There's a couple. He's holding, the, he's holding the wire open, make sure nobody gets cut because that would be bad, you know, if you're going to. 
uh, get into the country illegally and we're going to cut the wire and let you. Now, the state of Texas put this wire up. Okay, the Border Patrol agents from the federal government came in and cut the wire to allow illegal immigrants in. Now, this is the picture I want you to see. You see that airboat leaving? That's Border Patrol airboat. Okay, so they brought those illegal immigrants in um, from the river, across the river. They brought them into the border. They let them up off here, and the Border Patrol agents cut the wire to let them in. That's what's going on. This is unbelievable that, that this is going on. And um, you mentioned that um, a number of Border Patrol agents had committed suicide. Jack, tell me what's going on there. Why? What, what, what are they thinking? What, what, is, what would put them in a situation? Obviously, these are career um, Border Patrol agents, more than likely. What would put them at this level to say, life isn't worth it? I'm going to take my life. 20 plus year agents. I mean, they're not newbies. These were guys that know that if they resign, if they step away, they know that the Biden administration will put in people far more uh, corrupt than they could ever be. And they basically know when they were hired on, they were hired on to protect the border. Like you just said right now, they're being made to watch as that unfolds. One, one of the fellows spoke about when Trump was in, and he said, you know, Trump had, okay, 150 miles or so, a border wall in their area. The moment Biden came in, he shut it all down. They ended up with like something like 35 miles out of 150 miles. They, they, the only reason they got part of that was because they were in a flood zone, a floodplain, right. and had to allow them to put concrete wall up and that on top. Uh, I mean, basically, these guys are, are humiliated. Think of the guys that were on horses that were trying to drive the guys back, and, and they claimed they were whipping them. I mean, they, they present whatever case they want. You go to work every single day like that, and I don't care who you are, it's going to break you down. Like I said, they know if they resign that people who will come in will be far worse. Right. Let me ask you another question. Um, tell me what you, you mentioned that there's a lot of young men, military age young men coming in. Tell me what your thoughts are there. Why, why would they be doing that? What, what is the motive of these people coming in? Are they, are they checking and knowing? Do they know who terrorists are? Do, do, are they able to even evaluate with that many people coming into, into the U.S.? How, how are they even able to evaluate who's coming in? They really are. I mean, they talked about doing a DNA test on everybody. But once you've released them into the country and you have no idea where they are, uh, you have no way of controlling that. My own personal belief is that China, being as, as you know corrupt as they are, are probably moving regiment troops into our country. So if something happens, they're already within the nation. Drug lords are doing the same. Uh, pedophiles. They talked about the whole thing with the pedophilia and the rape, where these women would be brought to a rape tree. They'd be shown everybody's panties and bras, told them either you give us what we want or yours are next. 
they found tents where little children had been stored with grown adults, and they found all kinds of used condoms on the ground. I mean, these are the kind of things you're, we're, we're allowing for trafficking, we're allowing for drugs to be moved in. Fentanyl is killing Americans left and right, and, and we're somehow painting a face on it like it's humanitarian. It's not humanitarian, it's suicide. Yeah, so you mentioned drug cartels, um, and, and I've seen this. In fact, during the Trump administration, uh, the, the amount of fentanyl that was coming into the U.S. that they knew about, they don't even know what's coming in. How do you evaluate what's actually really coming in the United States since you don't even know who is coming in on the, on the immigrant side? So, I mean, you know, and again, it, it's obviously some kind of a guesstimation, but during the... The, the year after the Biden administration took office, the fentanyl that was coming into the United States was like three to five times um, the level that had been coming in prior to that. And, and everybody knows, this is a known fact, that a lot of the fentanyl is being manufactured or the supplies um, are coming from China. And, and then they're coming through that southern border, through the cartels. Um, it's a known fact that um, um, that prostitution and um, and things of that nature is, is flooding into that into that southern border. Um, in fact, you know, a lot of people would say that drug cartels probably make <coughs> more money on child sex trafficking than they do um, on the fentanyl um, issue. Yeah, but no doubt about it. You know, something they said that shocked me, Randy, they talked about it points along the border where they'll drive a car that's loaded with drugs into the Rio Grande and just leave it there. Later that night, they'll come back out into the water, open it up, get the packaging out, and bring it on shore. But then they also talked about they would flood a zone with, with illegals coming in to distract the, the border guard. And once they were distracted there, they would then run their drugs uh, in another area of the border. And with the drones, they have, I think they said like 10,000 hours of drone flights you know, I mean, they basically are as sophisticated as a military. Wow. Wow. Well, Jack, you personally seeing this, tell me what the answer is. Obviously, the Biden administration um, is not going to do anything. This is very, very intentional. And I think it's even beyond trying to get votes. And, and again, that was the, one of the original purposes. I think it's to financially crush the United States. That's what I think. I, I, I don't I don't know how anybody can come up with any other conclusion than that. But yeah, that's that's like an obvious that, you know, I don't know. Remember Klaus Pivens from back in the 60s. But the idea was to so overload the system that it couldn't handle it. And, and that's basically where where we are right now. Uh, you know, you mentioned a little bit earlier about states. I really believe states have got to step up if the federal government. It's not going to defend the borders of the United States of America. It then becomes, you know, necessary for states to do it. Whether they're cutting barbed wire and letting somebody in, when a, when a state's governor put it there to stop them, they are violating the rights of the states. That's a Tenth Amendment violation. I want to take a minute to invite you to like and subscribe to Worldview Truth. Uh, Worldview Truth is on Rumble, and it's R Worldview Truth, Randy Osborne. And you can also find it on your favorite audio podcast platform. Um, again, I've not seen one that we're not on. So you can pick up your favorite um, podcast. You can listen to it in car or you can listen to it 
um, why you're doing chores or whatever the case may be. We are trying to get you um, the most relevant, important information to you so you can basically make decisions on that. It's not just for entertainment purposes, but it's stuff or information that is pertinent um, so you will know what's going on in the world around you. It's Randy Osborne, Worldview Truth. You can find it on Rumble. Please like and share. We did something a little different. Um, and we actually um, created a channel called Worldview Truth on Rumble instead of Randy Osborne. So what I'm going to ask you to do, if um, you are already uh, liked our channel or following our channel, please go to Worldview Truth, Randy Osborne, on that particular Rumble channel and like that channel and follow it. Um, and that will that will help us uh, get the um, get the the numbers that we we need to get to continue providing you with the best information that we can. Okay. Uh, I'm going to just mention the states. I'm going to go through something. I'm going to pull this up on on the screen, and it's a it's an organization called Center for Renewing America, and it's a policy brief, and it's probably one of the best policy briefs I've seen on. Uh, on the border and how states can secure the border. And it was, um, it was written by senior fellow Ken uh, Cusinelli, Cusinelli um, who actually wrote it. And it was actually written October 26th of 2021. So we're talking, uh, this, was, this was done a little while because I think this was an anticipation of the flood of illegal immigration that was going to be coming into the, into the United States. And that, it, he goes on, he, it, it he mentions how that the um, Biden administration, Custom Border Protection, um, you remember the case where there were horses? Um, they were, and, and they were patrolling with horses, and the Biden administration came out and accused uh, the Border Patrol of abusing kids, and they were, they were taking whips to them. You remember that? And yeah, come to right. find out, none of that was true. Um, but this is what they do. Um, they're demonizing their own people. That could be one of the reasons for suicides, by the way. I agree. Um, anyway, it goes on to talk about this. And what I found interesting is in Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution, it says that the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall, quote, protect each of them from invasion and on application of the legislature or of the executive when the legislature cannot convene against domestic violence. Now, this is, this is Article uh, 4, Section 4. <clears throat> and a lot of, a lot of um, people in states, I'm just going to be honest about it, will say, oh, <clears throat> the federal government has, has that protection. They're the ones that are supposed to be doing that, and we need to hold them accountable. Well, what if they aren't accountable and what if they continue doing this? I mean, we can, there's, there's lawsuits. I know Florida sued them. Texas sued the, the government over this. In fact, even the buoys, it's obviously intentional that the federal government filed a suit against the state on the buoys on the, on the river. I mean, because they are demanding that those buoys be removed. Why? So more illegal immigrants can get in? Are you kidding me? They are, they are, this is criminal. This is absolutely criminal. They are intentionally destroying our nation, in my opinion. But it goes on, 
And this is what the Constitution also provides. It provides states an appropriate, quote, self-help remedy under Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, which stipulates that no state shall, without the consent of Congress, lay any duty of tonnage, keep troops, ships, ships of war in time of peace, enter into the agreement or compact with another state or foreign power to engage in war unless actually um, invaded. Uh uh-uh, Let's read that again. Unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger as will not admit delay. So basically what that's saying is that the state has the right, okay, to create its own um, own military in the effort and engage in war if there's an imminent danger or there's an actual invasion. If somebody says that 8 million immigrants, uh, illegal immigrants, pouring into the United States is not an invasion, I don't know what is. What's your thoughts on that, uh, Jack? Total agreement. Uh, I think they have put the people of the states in danger. And I think if the federal government won't do it, then it's up to the states. And I apologize. I've got a tickle in my throat. So. <coughs> oh, you're, you're fine. It, it goes on. The report goes on and gives a, um, it basically gives, um, for example, the Texas um, governor, uh, Greg Abbott, governor of Texas. Um, it is, it is literally bringing Texas to its knees financially. Uh, they can't. They can't sustain this. They can't handle this. New York City is whining about the illegal immigrants that's pouring into their city. When, wait a second, Texas is the one that's being flooded with this. Again, this is intentional. Texas is a is a is a red state for all practical purposes, and they're intentionally flooding Texas <coughs> with this because they're coming in to that southern border. But it goes on to say this, and it gives. Um, a method, and this is what I want to get to in this, that because of what's going on, it says in this, indeed, while statute uh, largely makes the border a federal responsibility, it's imperative for governors to emphasize as part of these measures that the United States Constitution supersedes federal statute, okay? And we know that. I'm not quite sure the federal government knows that, I'm not sure a lot of our politicians know that. Um, It is the Constitution. The Constitution supersedes everything. That is the purpose of a Republican form of government, not the democracy that everybody wants us to believe. That's another issue we won't get into. (laughs) The justification statement should be used as a rationale for the following actions. And I won't go into the great detail, but I'm going to go into some of it. And Florida has doing some of this. Uh, Texas is doing some of this, but I don't think it need. I don't think it's being done to the level that that it, it needs to be and has to be. Um, as a commander in chief of the National Guard, governors um, on border states should cite state war powers and activate and deploy all units on the southern border with specific orders to the commanding officers of the National Guard. So basically, they're saying that the National Guard is controlled by the commanders and chiefs of of the states, which are governors, um, should enact um, basically state war powers. Um, They should bring up the National Guard and say, you know, 
hey, we have a crisis, uh, we have an invasion, and we're going to call up the National Guard to help. Uh, the state of Texas could do that. The state of Texas also has what's called a state guard, and it's separate from the National Guard, and it's funded by the state solely. The National Guard is funded by the federal government, which is the federal government, in time of war, they can pull from that National Guard. Well, they can't pull the state guard. So I would suggest that, that the states enact their own state guards uh, to protect their own states. Now, Florida just did this about a year and a half ago. I don't know if you knew that or not, but they yeah. just they just enacted um, a state guard. And um, I, in my opinion, this is exactly where this needs to head is is through this process. The, the another point of this is um, that they should call on non-border states, okay? Because the invasion is, for example, Georgia, Alabama, um, places oh. like that, um, even you know South Carolina. Um, they should call on those states to bring up their national guards again in an effort to, in a combination, to help fight this, these. These uh, these invasions that's going on at the border, not just the southern border. It's going in the Canadian border. It's going on um, pretty much across the U.S. But the governors have got to get actively involved. Uh, what is what's your thought on that? It, it, that's you're 100 percent on. And that's the thing that I've been trying to push people towards. It's states have to step up and act on their own. Everybody's afraid to. But it lines up with the Constitution that we become afraid in America to do what our Constitution tells us to do. Uh, I think I think there's enough southern states that would do it. I think some of these northern cities that are getting overrun and overwhelmed right now probably would have a different view than they did originally. But yeah. you, you see what's going on in Chicago and and play, well, you just. This probably wasn't an illegal, but when you're in Washington, D.C. and a congressman gets his car hijacked, you know, where we come as a nation, we're lawless uh, and and we need to clamp down. Uh, I, I'm from the old school of spare the rod, spoil the child. You know, that's so right. I'm, that's I'm right. Good, I'm good with correction and discipline to get this thing back on track. Um, I'm going to go through a little bit more of this and 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 we will. um just kind of finalize this. He goes on saying the United States is invaded or in danger of invasion from a foreign nation. There's a rebellion against the federal government. The laws of the United States cannot be executed without existing forces. And this is a, um, a congressional initiative on nationalizing states, national guard. Um, and this is basically, there is a fear that the, the, that the Biden administration um, will try to hijack these National Guards um, when, if the states were able to, to do this. But it goes on to say, if the president attempts to federalize National Guard units under the state command, governors should prepare to respond with immediate lawsuits uh, brought by the attorney generals across the state, um, and they should be identifying Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution, um, and basically put... The, the president in this case, President Biden in this case, kind of in a, a catch-22 situation to try to prove to the courts that there's not an evasion going on. Um, there's not an evasion of these states going on, um, and the use of the National Guard is imperative for them to be able to do that. Um, I'm going um, to kind of close out with this. Um, is, is there anything else about the border that you saw when you were there 
that would um, that people need to know about? I just think in a simple way, like where we were at one of the NGOs, uh, they were held in rooms that were fully brandly newly furnished. Uh, they had to only have 150 people per building, whereas if it were a, a regular Baptist camp, they would put up to 250 people. So they were basically treated better than the children of the church that, that ran the camp. We just, we just, the NGOs are not doing a good thing. I, uh, I'm a pastor. I, I love the Lord with all my heart. But I do not see Jesus sneaking people illegally into the country and, and robbing people of, the, of their tax dollars. There's a better way to handle this. It's get immigration fixed and do it right at the border. That's good. Let, let me ask you another, uh, another quick question about that. Um, the Border Patrol agents. I, I mean, I, we saw that they were cutting the fences. Um, what I didn't mention, I do want to mention, that some of those people off camera said, we're doing what we were ordered to do. And they were not happy about it. They were upset about it. They're very, very frustrated about it. Um, but they're being forced to do this kind of stuff. And I think that's another purpose of a reason that a lot of them are, are committing suicide as a yeah. result of, of that. But there are good Border Patrol agents. That's the, that's the, it's leadership. It's leadership at the highest level, and it's e- leadership probably at the middle, middle levels that, yeah. um, that are, are pushing this agenda, pushing this initiative, and forcing these Border Patrol agents to act the way they do or not act um, in, in most cases. You know, Randy, they, they asked us that day, the, the, the Border Patrol people, to pray for them. They, they acknowledged wow. that they're at wit's end. They acknowledged that they don't have the answers, that they're not able to do what they feel they're supposed to. And and that is, that's direct command of the Biden administration. Uh, the one guy in one of the videos, I'm not sure that won't work for you, but he was explaining how, how Biden stepped in and immediately shut everything down. And, and there was nothing they could do. In his own words, he says, until another president, things are going to go on the way they are. Like they know nothing's going to change until we have new leadership. Well, I'll end with this. Elections have consequences. They have great consequences. And um, it should be our, our endeavor, um, our goal, is to do everything that we can as citizens um, to engage this, to make sure that your friends are, number one, registered to vote, and number two, that they vote. Um, I did a study uh, a number of years ago, and I've mentioned this a couple times in some podcasts, but I found out that 25% of the churches, uh, of churches, congregations and churches aren't voting. And I'm not talking about... Um, I'm not talking about registered to vote or not. Only about half of them are registered to vote, and only 25% of, of the total congregation is actually voting. What I found out is a lot of the pastors were not registered to vote. And um, we're going to lose our nation. The freedoms that we have um, as to, to, to spread the gospel, the freedom of religion, every one of those freedoms are at stake right now. And, and it's, it's, it's a result of, one of the results is a Christian community isn't doing their share um, in engaging the culture and, um, and giving and doing something that's a God, 
God-given responsibility, and that's and that's voting. Amen. I think uh, you might have seen the video I put out yesterday of a sermon where I was calling pastors out on that. Uh, over 37 years of ministry, my greatest disappointment has been pastors who do not realize that they're watchmen on the wall and that the blood of people is on their hands if they don't call out the warning. Give me your podcast. Um, give me your um, give me your address, and uh, I'll go ahead and put that on the, our podcast as well. What is it, though? Do you have it? It's S-O-L-A underscore V-E-R-I-T-A-S, and that's on Rumble. On Rumble, okay. And I will go ahead and put this on this podcast as well so that they can see that. Thank you again. Thank you for thank you for what you do, and uh, God bless you. And likewise, brother, all you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. This is Randy Osborne with Worldview Truth. Until next time, God bless. Worldview Truth.